cravings are pretty damn complex. So we're going to spend as much time talking about cravings as we can and some ways for you to help reduce intense cravings. Hello and welcome to the Barbells and Burgers podcast. Today we're going to be tackling cravings. Cravings are a hell of a drug, man. And we're going to be talking about intense cravings, the kind of cravings that drive you to eat more than you usually would otherwise in a normal brain chemistry sense. (laughs) Um, And we're going to talk about why cravings happen. Maybe you haven't heard this version of why cravings happen. Uh, A lot of people don't know why they have cravings. And we're going to talk about how to solve them. Because you can lose weight and still have cravings. You just have to be smart about how you plan out your meals. Uh, It takes a little bit of understanding nutrition science, and we're going to talk about that as well so you can get on the path to having your cake and eating it too and not gaining a ton of weight as a result. So first, let's talk about intense cravings because that's that's really what we need to just dissect, so to speak. It's not the dull cravings you might have. It's the intense cravings that drive you to eat more than you really need or to binge on certain foods. So the first thing that I recommend is that if you are somebody who completely cuts out certain food groups, so carbs or fats or protein or certain foods because of their constituents like cookies or other sugary rich foods or fats like cheese and uh, you know butter and you cut those things out because you're afraid of their claimed caloric uh, detriment to your health then that's the first place I would start. I would start in realizing that's that's not true at all. Now, if you cut certain foods out because you don't like them or because they don't make you feel good, like for instance, if you're someone who has celiac disease or maybe you don't know you have it, but every time you eat a slice of bread, you get very intense stomach pain, then yeah, obviously don't eat that. But otherwise, if you're eating things out of fear, or I'm sure, I should say, if you're not eating things out of fear, That's the first place you should start. Because unless there's a biological reason you're not eating something, there's no reason to not eat it. Again, unless it's a preference thing. So let's take the example of sugar, because I think that's probably the most common one right now. It's been common for a long time. You don't eat any sugar, right? You're proud to wear the badge of, I don't eat any added sugar. Um, I don't have things like cookies and all this stuff. But You also experience intense cravings for these things, and maybe on the weekends you eat a little bit more than you really should have because on the weekends you have cheat meals or you have, uh, you know, freedom meals or whatever the hell you want to call them. I call it, I think it's bullshit, but anyway, you have these times where you can and cannot have things, and you realize that you, you become out of control with your eating behavior when you're around these foods. Well, that's exactly the the sort of result that you're creating by eliminating them during the week and then having as much as you want on the weekend. So that's a scarcity mindset thing. And that's a very real psychological happening that goes on that if you restrict something long enough, you will binge on it later. Uh, That is unfortunately a very realistic thing that I have experienced and many other people have, maybe you have as well. And so what I want to recommend is that if you have these strong cravings for these foods, that you simply don't eliminate them from your nutrition. That means that on a Tuesday afternoon, if, you know, somebody has a cookie at work and, you know, you really want that cookie, 
have the cookie. If you're watching your calories, make sure it fits within whatever allotment you have for the day, but don't completely eliminate it. Because if you completely eliminate things, you're telling your brain that you cannot have that. And your brain wants that. And I'm sorry, but your brain's been around a lot longer than you have as this version of yourself. And it's going to get that cookie, whether it likes it or not. And sometimes you can feel out of control with your nutrition. And that's, that's part of it. So that's one thing. That's one way to reduce cravings is by not completely eliminating the things that you're craving. Another thing in, that's important to understand is there's some research out there that suggests that cravings have uh, attached to them nutritional deficiencies. So let's say you're uh, deficient in magnesium. That could be uh, manifested as a craving in chocolate, let's say. Um, or if you have a craving for salty foods, you're probably not getting enough salt overall in your diet. You might have heard that you should completely eliminate adding salt to your food, which is an absolute uh, travesty because that's not true at all. Salt is, is very good for you if you consume it in the right you know, doses and you don't go completely crazy with it, meaning that not every meal you eat is from a fast food restaurant that just pours the sodium in, but you use salt as a way to flavor your food, but also get things like trace minerals. I mean, you find tons of minerals in, in salt. And so if you're eating the appropriate amount of salt, you shouldn't have these super intense cravings for salt. So that's another thing to understand is that if your nutrition is really crappy, you're going to have stronger cravings. And it's not just because of things like uh, nutrient deficiencies, but it's also going to be things like blood sugar and, and, and spiking insulin and not having good blood sugar control and things like that. So that, don't get me wrong. There's lots of levels to this, but I want to make it as simple for you to apply to your life as possible so that you can get started at chipping away at those little things that can make a big difference. Okay, so we've talked about those things. The other thing that's important to understand is if you get very hungry, there's a very good chance that you're not eating often enough or you're not eating, um, what am I trying to say? You're not eating protein and fiber-rich meals. So basically meat and vegetables. There's not enough meat and vegetables in your nutrition. So one of the best ways, this is, this is the way that I've curved I'm not cur I combined the word curb and cure. The one way that I have curved my very intense cravings for things like sugar and salt is by making sure that the base of all of my meals come from protein and vegetables. Like that there's no there's no argument against that. It's been the most effective way for people everywhere that when they prioritize meat and vegetables at their meals that they have greatly reduced their their cravings not completely eliminated because i don't think that's possible but they've reduced the intense craving to like go and binge eat a bag or a sleeve of oreos or chips ahoy or whatever their favorite thing is or ice cream right that used to be something that i had hard a hard time controlling myself around so it's very important to Understand that the better your nutrition is from a solid standpoint, meat and vegetables, the less intense cravings you're going to have because you're not going to have these ups and downs, these frequent ups and downs with your satiety, with your hunger. 
So make sure you always get protein vegetables at a meal, or at least the majority of your meals, or as many meals as you can manage with meal preparation. And trust me, that'll that'll help. Another way to help is to reduce uh, per meal carbohydrate intake. So this would sort of dance in the realm of low carbohydrate, um, you know, a low carbohydrate diet. The thing that I don't like about the word diet is that it assumes that you, this that it's a fixated thing that you have to consume less carbs overall. When really it's just about portioning the carbs that you have or distributing them differently throughout the day. Right? We talked about in a previous episode how I like to have pretty much all of my carbohydrates at night because I've just noticed that over time that's how I sleep better. It's more conducive to my energy levels throughout the day, yada, yada. You might be the exact opposite, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to pay attention to how your individual levels of energy fluctuate based on what you eat. But getting back to cravings, kind of to wrap things up, because we're getting close to the, the end of the time for today. First thing is first, don't completely eliminate foods unless they cause you pain you're allergic to them, or you don't like them. Number two, make sure that you include these foods throughout your week and that you don't just designate one specific time to have them because that that's a very fast-track way to creating uh, binge purge cycles or at least binge cycles, bilge guilt cycles is probably a, another way to think about it. So if you want to have a cookie on a Wednesday but you're so used to only eating sweets on the weekend, break that cycle and have that cookie on a Wednesday. The more you treat it like something that's rare and uncommon, the more you're going to want to overconsume that when that time comes. The other thing to understand is that a lot of times cravings, especially like very intense hunger cravings, come from not eating a well-balanced nutritional plan. So not getting enough fiber or getting enough protein. So make sure that fiber and protein are like 80% of what you're eating. If you can do that, even if you just experimented with that, not, not, I'm not saying you have to do that the rest of your life because there's certainly meals where like I'm eating like pasta and cheese and it's, there's like no protein in that whatsoever. But the majority of the meals that you eat throughout the week, try to make them protein and vegetable based. And don't skimp on the seasoning, flavor them how you want to, you know, have dips and sauces and things like that. Don't overdo it, but just, you know, don't make it like the most bland, boring meal you've ever had because then you'll never want to eat it. But make the majority of your calories come from protein and vegetables and see how that works for you. Experiment with it. Listen, I'm not telling you these things because it works for everyone. I'm telling you because it works for the majority of people and it, it's it's how food science and and hunger science works. So give it a shot. Let me know how it works. And if you have any topics that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, I'm always open to suggestions. I certainly don't do every single thing that I suggest, or I, I just I would never um, I would never get to all of them. Like I have to pick and choose some of them. But let me know what's on your mind. If there's something you'd like me to talk about, and I'll do my best to get it on the podcast. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you in a future podcast.